Okay, people, giddy up. Who remembers? I know you do. I know you do. Who remembers the 1968 classic by Dyke and the Blazers? You know what I'm saying? Let a woman be a woman and let a man be a man, baby. Not a man, a man. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I have someone today who is this idea embodied and in many ways that is a cancelable thing people let a woman be a woman and let a man be a man let me explain okay here on cancel me baby we are joined by the lovely alexi turner and this girl she has been around in show but not around the streets no she's a lady as you can tell, and as we're going to talk about today, but in show business, okay, she has worked with the likes of Gaga. You have been a booking agent for brands like GQ, Vogue, Victoria's Secret, honey. Oh, yes. And she has her own brand called the Empress Collective. She really calls herself like the OG TikToker of talking about the beauty of femininity, masculinity, these archetypes, feminine energy. She is coming out with a book with a clothing line. So watch the F out. Alexi Turner. Welcome in all your feminine glory, girl. She's got the boobs, the red. I have the Barbie. So we have the, we got the female archetype on brand today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Taylor. So we've been talking about doing this because oddly enough, like I said in the beginning, everything you're about, which I'm going to have you kind of encapsulate, is rather controversial these days like the good old-fashioned idea of a woman being a woman a man being a man so Alexi in like 90 seconds kind of wrap up your tell us your view like where you're coming at with this why it's so important to you and why it is a cancelable concept these days that's a great question so I started doing this work because I realized that a lot of women were just very unhappy living this like boss babe life or trying to be this boss babe when a lot of women don't naturally have it within them to be that way. Uh, there are women that do have that in them, which I talk about in the archetypes, the queen and the mother mix. Um, so there are women, of course, who, you know, we are supposed to have like an equal society where there are certain women in power and men in power for voices on both ends. But a lot of women were kind of forced into this role of being this career woman when we're not really made to be that way. We're not driven by testosterone like men are and, um, you know, meant to work these 12 hour long shifts, also having kids, also cooking for the family, also doing all the work. And actually feminism, third wave feminism has created more responsibility and stress for women than prior. So women are doing it all and we think we can do it all and be it all. And like Oprah says, you can have it all, just not at once. And we kind of live in this culture where women want to do everything, but no person has enough energy to give 100% to their career, to their children, to their husbands, with everything, right? And it's created this system of really stressed out women. So you're an interesting fit in that because it's not like, like, 
me as a career woman, but someone to your point who does want it all, who wants the money and the big, like I'm driven by my passion and my career and my goals and my success. But I also want it happen in all the other ways too. And it's not like I could see where you get flack because we're going to, there's so much to unpack here. We'll talk about like the Candace Owens of it all, the Andrew Tate of it all. But I often have like an adverse reaction because like the Candace Owens of the world, I feel like they portray it as you will have this disastrous, unhappy, unfulfilling life if you like, whether it be like solely after the career or sexuality on Instagram, which we'll talk about, right? But, and I'm just like, that's so not true. I think that that's so narrow-minded, but you're an interesting fit because you are a career woman. Like I listed everything you've accomplished and you're coming out with your own like book and right, like this whole entrepreneurial journey that you've been on. So you can kind of speak to both sides of it, right? Like it's, again, it's not like you're home all day, like baking cookies for a guy. Yeah. So I kind of had to be a career woman because I need to provide for myself. Right. And I, I think what I want to say here, um, I think there's two types of women. Listen, I think every woman should have her passion. I think every woman should have their own thing going on for them. You can't lose yourself in a husband and with kids too. You can't just totally um, devote yourself to everyone else but yourself. And I think it's important to have a passion. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a career woman. I would consider myself somebody who follows my passion, Mm -hmm. um, who has passions in life. um, And... I wouldn't say, and I guess I'm driven by a purpose to help people, um, but there's a different kind of woman who's driven by a purpose to build, you know, like a mutual friend of ours who wants to be a billionaire, right? And she works all the time to make that happen. That's her sole focus. I think there's women who are that way, and I think there's women who their more sole focus is their family and their husbands, and then their passions are kind of on the side. I think there's kind of like and maybe you go through different phases in life, which I talk about with the archetypes of sometimes you're in a phase of life where your career is number one and sometimes your family is number one and it can kind of uh, change. But I think that there's really two different types of women. I think there's women that really gain joy out of their careers and they want to do that forever. I'm not one of those women. Okay. Yeah. But I know what you're saying, how you're like, listen, like it can be stressful AF. We're adding more to our plate. But on the other side of that coin, isn't there empowerment in conquering and doing it all and having it all? Like I look at the people like even here in Nashville, like the Jesse James Deckers, who's like a fire entrepreneurial woman, has like the hot ass NFL husband, has the big old mansion, the gorgeous kids. And I'm like, that is goals. So you would be considered a queen. Oh. And not every woman is a queen Alexi. archetype. <laughs> you shouldn't have, no, but okay. Yeah, I so see. not every woman has those dreams and desires. Sure. And some women don't want that. Some women just want to have children and have a, an, a comfortable life and have their little passion project on the side. And they don't really sure. have that desire and passion and fire to have mega mansions and fame and money. I would say the people who kind of aim for fame are the queen lovers. Um, and not every woman has that energy in her to want that or become that. So talk to me about, you mentioned third wave feminism. And for me, this is something that is not third wave feminism, but the idea of women having equal or more opportunity 
in the workplace and to fulfill all of these desires and these needs, whether it be sexually in the work, all these things, right? And an example that I think of is even my own grandmother. What These are rights that I feel women take for granted today, but she would tell me she was a secretary, right? Like women, you know, the, the, the cliche, you know, secretary role back then. And she couldn't even tell her higher up she was pregnant because she would get fired. Like that would never roll today. So I think it's important for us to acknowledge like we have these privileges. I'm going to talk about what's going over on over in Iran, like women fighting for basic rights. However, where you talk about third wave feminism, like where has that become misconstrued, like fundamental rights that we need to fully have, you know, fully developed, realized, successful lives, but now it's just become a whole big mess. Like, where does it cross the line of being like, this actually isn't helpful anymore, you know? Well, interesting, you mentioned the crisis in Iran. I just interviewed an award-winning filmmaker, Nicole Sadiji, who did uh, this film called I Am Netta, about a woman, she's a Persian filmmaker, okay. about this woman, Netta, who got killed in Iran in 2009 um, by the regime. And, you know, they are, they're having a, a humanity crisis over there. We don't have that here. Exactly. We don't have, we actually, it's actually been exactly. debunked that women don't earn the same as men. It's been debunked that men are shown that they earn more because they work longer hours. Women do get pregnant. They go home early um, to be with their kids. Men stay longer and later. They work longer hours. And um, so it's been kind of this kind of like gray area that it's actually not necessarily true. And I actually know several women who make more than their male counterparts because they asked for it. And Mika Brzezinski wrote a very interesting book years and years ago that, you know, she didn't get paid the same as Joe when they first started. And she wondered why. And it was because she realized because she didn't ask for it. And men are so used to asking for what yes. they want, asking for their values. Yes. And women were not raised to do that. Mm -hmm. We're meant to be like, oh my God, you're giving me a job and making thank money. You, thank, thank you. I'm you. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to take the bare exactly. minimum and not ask for more. So, um, you know, I think, I don't think we have an issue for women's rights in this country. And I think that it's actually gone. You know, a guy had commented on one of my videos uh, several months ago who works in Washington, and he was saying in the 90s, he, him and his friend, were he's retired now, but they kind of looked at each other and they were like, wow, women have become men. They've become men. And, and now they're kind of, and I see this all the time, women, successful women who emasculate men yeah. and stomp on them and you know, uh, put them down and, and I know, look at, look at me look at who, who I am. And it's become almost this competition of genders. Also with women, with women, I talk about this all the time, oh, Alexi, yeah. like women, I don't know about you. And this is also something I feel like women talk about behind closed doors. Literally almost every woman I know is like, I would rather work for a man a hundred times oh, over yeah. because I feel like women have taken this thing like on that they're trying to prove something and in turn act like a man and they're like dicks more than men are to women in the workplace yet on the surface it's like yay rah rah we have each other's backs like girl boss like you said and it's just where's the lie right because I have female colleagues who have talked to me let's just put it this way in a way that men never would and that's where I think you're talking about now it's topsy-turvy the other way mm -hmm. um that's be gone looney tunes yeah right yeah I mean I've had a lot of issues with women in the workplace and none with men uh, and I think it has to do with also 
jealousy, right? There's this jealousy aspect yes. that women have um, yes. with each other, this almost cattiness. And there's a mainstream uh, narrative that's like, the patriarchy's holding you down. And then again, it's like, go to like Iran, where that's actually really happening and you yeah. can't even show your face, right? That's where I think like the entitlement comes in. But you bring up something that girl was at the, the end of my notes and we are just like having at it because that's what we do here. That's what women do because like, Kate's, you know, in point, we can do it all. So you talk about the idea of men maybe succeeding or the idea or the narrative of them succeeding in the workplace because they're maybe naturally more aggressive or assertive, like with asking for a role, a race, where women were like, you say, taught to be this way or that way. But what's so fascinating to me, and you did a TikTok on this, and I believe this to be true, and I talk about this on my show all the time, is how at the end of the day and at our core beings, women have so much effing untapped power because men are fueled by the desire to make us happy. Think about it. Even you're at the bar. Should I go hit on this girl? Am I doing it right? Oh, how do I hit on this chick? Oh, 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 okay. Oh, is she into me? And we're just doing our thing. We're like, okay, whatever. Like you guys are really trying hard. So how do those clash? Like, how do you see those ideas clashing of men being fueled by always trying to please us, but the narrative that they're getting more in the bedroom, they get pleased more, they orgasm more, getting raises more, job positions more, all that. Like, how do those ideas clash to you? Well, I don't think that's true. I don't think men are getting more than women. I don't think that that's... Um, I, I do think that they're maybe the one issue that, it, that has truth is that if you hire a woman who's going to go get pregnant and then take maternity leave and then be gone, of course an employer is right. going to think about that. Well, she's going to be gone for months. So would I rather do that or hire a man? Like, I think that's where that kind of comes in. And I guess it, I'm, I'm not saying it's right, but I can see why it would be understandable why they would choose a man over a woman who's just gotten married and like, you know, Oh yeah, I'm going to go have kids in five months and I'm going to be gone, you know, in a year. And, you know, what about more so than in the workplace? Again, this idea of like the pleasure gap or like the orgasm gap, right? It's men odds because it's like, again, they want to like, in theory, like please us, but they're, 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 they're just like, do this again. Does it come down to women, to men just naturally being more assertive and asking for what they want? Right. I think it really depends on the man. Cause I know men, they strive to make us orgasm. That's why women fake it in the bedroom because we know inherently that men want that from us. They like, want to, so they want they to so feel hard. like they're the man, but women don't yeah. ask. They don't tell the man like, this is what I want. This is what you should right. be doing. Cause no, it's true. We're people pleasers. Kind yes. Of, it's you know? so true. And, and yes. men, and, yes. and I think it really depends, right? If it's one night stand, I think, yeah, sure. Maybe a man's thinking about his own cause he doesn't really know her, care about her, whatever. But I think if it's his girlfriend, I think most men are going to care about that woman getting off. Like it, it, they feel like the man when they do that, right? When, when they can make their woman happy, men, men strive to be a hero in a woman's life that they love. They don't want to feel like a loser. A man doesn't want to feel like emasculated. Yeah. He doesn't want to feel like, you know, a woman comes home every day bitching at him because he's, he's doing this, this, and this wrong. And he's like, God, I can't make her happy. I feel like she'd be better off with somebody else because I'm doing my darndest to make her happy. And the problem that I hear across the board from men, because I actually have more male followers than female followers. <laughs> they're like, help me elect yeah. you for the love of God with yeah. your tips. And, I, and they hire me and they're like, you know, and they tell me about their wives and the situation with their wives. And it's like, 
all she does is complain. I can't make her happy. I took her on this beautiful vacation and she complained that I should have taken her to New York City. And I bought her this and she said I should have bought her this instead. And it's like there's kind of this almost nature in women nowadays of like it's never enough you know and it's like I want more bags and like I want a man that buys me this and like now there's like kind of this trend of like high value women high value men and a provider men spoiling their girlfriends and these stay-at-home girlfriends and wives showing you know look at the Birkin bag my boyfriend bought me look at the vacation he took me to and kind of sharing this lifestyle and of course it's great and that's wonderful but like we shouldn't be only dating people for what they can give to us. We become very materialistic in our culture, whereas our ancestors weren't really that way as much. You know, and it's something about the me, me, me culture. Like how you're saying, I get all these complaints that I can't do anything right, or I'm getting nagged or I'm getting this or that. And it's so true because if you, it's like fake it, but in the other way, it's like, if they do the smallest gesture, sometimes like they just need their egos stroked. And if, and then it just goes round and round because if you fuel that sense of like, again, that like protection and like I stepped in and did something for her, it'll just fuel each other. Like you'll want to do more for him. And in turn, it's just like all around goodness. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a synchronistic blend yes. of masculine and female energy. It's a synastry yes. synergy. And yes. when they blend and mold together, that creates power And that couple then creates power in their own life and they create more money and more influence. And that's when their lives get better and better and better. You see these happy couples. I mean, I see them in a family who the husbands have created multi-million dollar companies. The wives, you know, are there as that feminine um, support system, I guess, if you will. And they're happy and, and, and they flourish. These couples flourish, right? It's even like, think about it again, even how I say like, you know, prop them up for things that they do because it'll like escalate and lead to even more like even if you give your guy a little something something like anything from a a peck to a bj like however you roll ladies i'm saying for like unloading the dishes he your guy's gonna be skipping to unload the dishes happily and then you're gonna be fulfilled and want to do more for them and this getting back to sort of um i'm sure why you get flack is because now we're in a time where it's like Gender and sex number one have become conflated. Yeah. One is becoming like, it's like being all this topsy turvy, non binary spectrum, this and that. And I imagine that's where you get a lot of blowback, right? But in the end, I talk about this often like, are there core things we're talking about that make the men and the women the yin and the yang and just work? Like, well, to go back to your point of like, you know, the male ego is very sensitive and it needs to be praised. And they say men are like dogs, women are like cats. You praise <laughs> the dog, so and the dog's gonna like, oh, okay, I did good, I did good, yeah. I'm gonna keep doing like, you that. To train them. I'm you sorry, know, but- yeah, and and they're more trainable, whereas cats, you know, women are like cats. Um, we're different. Cats on the table. Yes. Um, and it's so, so, so yeah, if your husband comes home, and and I hear this too, like, oh my husband came home and I asked for such and such and he brought the wrong, whatever, right? There's always, like, I actually had a, a, a guy who commented on one of my videos saying that he showed up with flowers on a date and the woman complained that she didn't like the color of oh, the flowers I, that he brought. It's, it's that me, <laughs> bullshit me generation. The world revolves around me, my Instagram, my followers, my this, you have to do everything right. And it's like, no, bitch, like, I'm sorry. Absolutely yeah. not. And then I could see you getting flack being like, oh, 
oh, we have to tiptoe around the men yes. and their male egos. Ooh, my bad. Yes. Oh, they've only been running the show for centuries, right? I like, get that all the time. Yeah. You know what? If you cater to a male's ego, he's going to move mountains for you. Girl, you're going to be happier. Take it from experience. You're going to be happier. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's a win-win all around. Like, it is a win-win and we're all yeah. going to be happy. Like, why make it harder for ourselves, yeah, like, right? you know, and, and I actually had a video of, um, so it depends on the archetype of men. There's different archetypes of men who require different things, but kind of playing the dumb fox, playing the dumb fox with men a little bit when you're with him. Like, let's say he's like, you know, really excited about his real estate, something, you know, a lot of business women will shut it down and be like, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know what you know. And like trying to maybe compete with him and show like her dominance, what you should do if you want to impress him, you know, it depends of course on the archetype, but Oh, tell me more. Oh my God, this is so interesting. Kind of play the dumb fox like you don't know. Or like even, um, you know, they call it weaponized incompetence when a man does it. But like, let's say you want something fixed in your house. Oh, honey, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I really need your help. If a man feels like you need him, he's going to show up for you because that woman needs me. Like she, I can't leave her. Like she needs my help and support, you know, versus like, Oh, she, she has it under control. Why am I going to help her? Like she can do everything on her own. I'm not going to show why, why would I help her? She can do everything on her own. Right. But with that being said, the dumb Fox is not to be confused with like incompetent or cause I find that when you can like go toe to toe with a guy and not like, and this is obnoxious in men or women, like the know it all told you so, but I'm saying like intellectually toe to toe and you're a hot little number. They're like, Oh shit yeah dream woman right well it depends on the type of archetype of man men i think across the board value intelligent women they don't like dominant it depends on the archetype they don't like dominant aggressive women and i see a lot of these boss babe types who are aggressive and it turns men off because they're like i don't want to date a man like okay you know this translates in the bedroom does it not i mean there's a reason again this is like a politically incorrect thing to say but there's a reason that overall I'm not speaking for everybody but that women find the more like submissive thing and like the dominant man hot and like like for me personally when I'm like scrolling on whatever site and I see like you know a dominant woman and like men kissing their toes I'm like that is literally the biggest turnoff of all time for me like it's that idea right of the man being the sort of like alpha and yeah. the, the right. And I think, again, that stems so far deep. But I think that that's something else that there is truth in. Well, women want men who are not only strong protectors. I actually had a client today. We were talking about this with her boyfriend. You know, she's like, if anybody were to cross my boundaries when I'm with my boyfriend, I don't know if he would tell that person to step back and like be that strong protector. Like women want a man who can protect them physically Hell yeah. Protect them emotionally. Like when a woman's vulnerable and emotional, a man's like, it's going to be okay. I love you. I'm going to take care of this for you. We want a man, like we want to feel soft. Women are like flowers. We open up when we're with a masculine presence who can make us feel safe. And men are, you know, they have to care for a woman, protect her. And ultimately, you know, they are providers, right? So, um, you know, men from the beginning of time, they did, and they talk about this book in um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He talks about how since the beginning of time, everything a man did was to impress a woman. Like what we were talking about yeah. earlier. With that being said, translating in the bedroom, like I talk about the mm-hmm. alpha male mm-hmm. and the women being submissive and how that's hot for a lot of men and women, right? 
do you think, and I've been thinking about this a lot, do you think because men, even on the low, like tiptoe all day long to please a woman, whether it be in the workplace, personally, professionally, whatever it is, that the aggressive kind of dominant role in the bedroom is their way of just like letting that go and just being like, I'm going to have at it. Because again, that's politically incorrect to say, because a lot of people even will say like in porn, right? This is misogynistic and this and that. But that's kind of my theory. It's like, it's their time to like, let all that go and just like have at it. Because again, in day to day, women have the power. So like, that's their moment to kind of have the power, right? So you're, you're talking about men who are dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, they want to dominate a woman like because of that right conquer her you know like, com- right yeah and it's but that's now like misogyny and it's like okay but where do we draw the line of like to where it's hot and like yeah it is sort of like indulging that but also where it is misogynistic well misogyny is the inner hatred of women contempt for yeah. discrimination like, i yes. think if you're having sex with a woman and you're like literally abusing her and like sure there's a line. Yeah. There's like, and you don't even like the woman and you're just like, she's like a piece of meat to you, whatever. Maybe that's misogyny. Right. But I think with those deep, passionate, intimate relationships where the man's like, I want to dominate you. And the woman's like, yes, I surrender to you. Right. That's not misogyny. No. Like, Cause she's an active participant of like, I'm going to surrender to your, to how strong and Yeah. And there's also a part of it, like to your point, women are tasked with so much these days. It's kind of nice to not be in control. Yeah. And to like let that go. So like testing, do you hear us men? Like amp it up. We're 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 here for the moment. Um well you know what's sexy is like when a man and I've heard several of my clients who've like been on the outs of their relationships and across the board they say my man never plans anything. He doesn't take control. It's the same thing every day with him. Oh, he doesn't, that's the worst. you know, they want a man to like be a leader, like plan things, lead. Like th- we want you to be the driving force yes. for us so we can be feminine, soft and relax around you. And taken care of. And be taken, it's feel so taken hot. care of. And yeah. it's so nice. Um, before we pivot into like this clash of ideology, I guess I was going to say ideas, of um, how women should showcase and own their sexuality in pop culture on a very mainstream level. Like Cardi B and Madonna have butt heads. Now Britney and Selena Gomez, like it's a whole thing, okay? I see her wheels turning. Like it is about to go down. The fireplace is on fireside chat. Like you've never seen people. It's getting steamy. Before we get into that, let's kind of wrap this idea up of – Because a buzzword that's thrown around so much, especially in Hollywood, like we know from being in the business, is toxic masculinity, right? Mm -hmm. She's rolling her – exactly. that. I just hate buzzwords and labels. But my – the feeling I get is to you that means men who are becoming emasculated now and that's accepted by society. For example, they're weak. Weak, They're not entering the military. They're not leaving their mom's basements. They're not going to school. They're not entering the workforce as much. Where's chivalry? All these things, right? Um, What is toxic masculinity actually to you? Well, yeah, it's an emasculated man. And I did a video on this that a really good friend of mine, he's a special agent and he protects the most powerful people in in the world and he also does other missions as well and one of the missions they sent him on was to uh capture the ringleaders of trafficking rings and he would he would capture them and he would interrogate them and he would find out that they were all weak men emasculated men didn't have strong father figures in the home 
had been sexually abused as kids, they were these weak men that not masculine men. They're like you said, like the men in their mom's basement who never, you know, get out and do and make anything of themselves. And the problem is, is that these men are not being chosen by women, right? Because what woman wants a weak man who's living in a small basement and doesn't have his life together? So they get angry and then they start to hate women because yeah. they're not chosen. And then that creates that inner Cycle. rage in them and creates toxic men. I wouldn't say masculinity because I don't think masculinity is toxic. But That's interesting because I feel like all the buzzy mainstream pop culture ideas of this don't stem from that, but they stem from the idea that men – can't be vulnerable which that is a whole other thing in and of itself I, again I personally think it's a fine line like you said we want someone who has emotional intelligence and that support yes. but if you're falling apart at the you know ripping apart at the seams every two seconds bawling your eyes out we got a problem buddy like right there's a healthy yeah. medium but the pop culture narrative is that you know, we're not allowing men to be vulnerable. So they hold it all in inside and then they lash out and they're toxic. And, you know, again, I don't know if that's necessarily true because I've even had those views. I know they're controversial to even say like, yes, but in, in dose, it's the same, I guess, goes for a woman, right? Like have your shit together, but also if you're falling apart, maybe you need a little help. Like, yeah. And I think women are kind of forgiving a lot of times with men, if they're falling apart and let's say it's for good reason, let's say they have PTSD from something and, you know, women are pretty forgiving and supportive for the most part. I have heard a lot of men in the manosphere community say like, never open up to your wife, never cry in front of her. She'll lose respect for you. And I don't think it's necessarily that, but we want you, we want to feel safe that, even if you're going through something that you're still going to be that strong force in our life that we can still depend on you and um, that you're still going to be that, yeah, that strong force in our life. That's the thing. And it's like, I've seen, I have very, I'm very lucky because I have very strong men in my life all around my dad, my grandpa, I've seen them cry. Right. But there's also a part of us as women because of what you just said that almost like when we see men cry because we're so used to them being like the, the, the what you said, having it yeah. together and running the ship and the protector, we literally break down like robots. Like there's a part of us inside that's like malfunctioned. Like what is happening, right? That's hard for us to process for better or worse. Um, and that's why I feel for guys a lot of the time because it's like, you know, they're just they're trying their damnedest. Like, yeah, but you know. I think with, women are so compassionate that yeah. we're like, you know, and we're, well, I think women are also problem solvers like men. Are like, how can I help this man, mm-hmm. you know, go through and process what he's, and I think, again, there's different archetypes of women too. Some women would be more of a support for men in that situation. Other women, not so much. Right. So I can't say that like all men and all women are extra. And that's why I kind of got into the niche of archetypes because I couldn't tell all women you'll be happier at home with kids because that's not true for all women. I can't tell all men that you'll be happiest being a ruler in life and and having world power because not all men are built for that. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I talk about archetypes because there's so many different types of men and women. And yeah, so... Let's talk about with that being said, because something I, I mentioned this earlier, but a blanket statement that I see often from even like right wing talking heads, pundits is the idea that if women use their sexuality, they will be, you know, whether it be on Instagram, how they dress, what have you, they will just be unfulfilled. They're not happy and all this. And I can't stand that now. 
Number one, like, do I agree with it? Am I going to post my ass on a thong on Instagram every other day? No. Do I make the occasional, you know, just at the IG model? Yes. But with that being said, I respect their right to do it. We talk about Iran before, right? Where these women are literally fighting for their own bodily autonomy, can't even show their faces. They will be, you know, persecuted by what's literally called the morality police. Um, and that to me is horrifying. We're here, like we have those freedoms, right? And to me, I'm like, that's their choice. So we have this constant, like to me, I think if we tap into it to the capacity we're comfortable with, it just allows us to be a more embodied, fully realized woman. I know you want to hop in and I'll, yeah. I, I, want to, I want to get your input before I get into the Madonnas and the, the Cardi B's of it all. Yes. So, yeah, so I'm... I'm a traditional woman. I listen, I think every woman should have the freedom to express herself. I think we're going into very dangerous waters where we are promoting this type of lifestyle influence to young women. That's that, where I have an issue too. Um, yes. I, you know, Esther Perel said something really amazing, how the female um, ego is inherently narcissistic and wants to be desired. And I think when women don't have a man desiring her, she wants to go on Instagram and get desire from all men to feel better about herself. I think there's um, a lot of times an emptiness behind it. I know a lot of women will do it um, to show men that she likes that she's desired by other men and I think that men don't like it a lot of men don't want to date a girl who's posting her naked body all over the internet but here's what and, and this and, is and this, I'm not saying that it's, that you shouldn't do it and, and women should stop it and I'm against it I sure. personally don't do it myself but sure. I think that see I it's hard for me because I'm I'm a modest, traditional type of woman, and I and I don't think that it's helpful for society personally. Here's the thing, because I I don't want to say draw the line at, but I ha take issue when it comes to it trickling down to younger and younger girls. I always joke when I was a teenager, my biggest issue was like my pepperoni pizza acne face and my like actual UFO braces, and now these girls as young as 12, 13, 14 are changing their bodies, lip surgeries, this, that, trying to look hot on Instagram. And I'm like, go back to playing Polly Pockets like the rest of us. So that's number one yeah. that concerns me, like the gratuitous shamelessness of it all. But what's so interesting to me, and that's where it's like, you know, it's up to the woman to be self-actualized and realized to have the confidence to these could be like Harvard grads and they're just like I'm choosing to do this to make money right like we don't know but you're right if it comes from a place of needing constant validation that is where it becomes problematic because what is it based in but right? that's what most of it is based in if you don't I don't need to prove that I'm in touch with my sexuality I don't need to go online to show everybody that I'm that way what if it's like a woman who's like I'm just business savvy and I can make a an f ton of money on here and I'm just trying to make a buck but again I'm studying at Princeton during the day well because like, I know people like that yeah and, and I'm listen like whatever you want to do to make money is your thing and I'm not here to judge you or like tell you what to do um I just think you know one of my good friends actually started a, a a website called unfiltered and it's like only fans essentially. Okay. And I talk to her about it all the time. It's it, first of all, before I want to backtrack a little bit. We have a problem with porn addiction in culture 
and um, mm-hmm. sexualizing young women and mm-hmm. teen porn that men are watching. And mm-hmm. as they age, they're still watching teen porn and, and women age. And, mm-hmm. you know, and there's this kind of, um, you know, we live in a culture now where men don't have any sexual discipline and men with no sexual discipline are dangerous men because they become a lot of times predators. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. now they're going on Instagram and they have girlfriends and they're looking at naked women everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Before it used my to just virginize. be Yeah. Before it was just Playboy magazine, you know, like my grandfather, we went as a kid, I found like his stash of Playboy magazines in the back of the basement. Right. Um, it wasn't all over the place everywhere you go now. It's, it's everywhere. And it's becoming, the norm desensitized, desensitized to your point and now yes. it's almost like now right. men i mean look at our ancestors they covered up and men respected them and cherished them and now women are just showing everything but not only that like it's it's kind of like i feel like it men aren't uh it, it, women and they've done studies on this that women have now the more porn a man watches the more the part of their brain is triggered to, sh- to view women as objects. Right. So that makes them dangerous because we're not humans anymore. We're now objects. So here's an interesting oxymoron. You talk about like the IG model phenomenon and you're like, men don't like that. But these women are getting millions of views of followers of like it blows my brains to texas the fact that like your run-of-the-mill ig model has 10 times more million followers than my personal icon stevie nicks like how so with that being said it's like right which is it well men who's watching well men like to look at it but do they want to date a woman do most of them want to date a woman who has her naked body all over the internet no they don't because then they're, you know, is, and I've seen actually stories about this on Reddit where like a man will marry a woman and she's like, I'm going to go on OnlyFans. And then all of a sudden their kids, friends find out that her, their mother's naked body is being sold on the internet and, and becomes this embarrassment. And like, I, I think men inherently want, and this is what the ruler archetypes want, want is that they want a woman who is sexual behind the scenes. Lady in street freaking sheets. Yeah. But like in public, you're a, a modest woman. You're uh, a woman that um, has like dignity and self-respect. I'm not saying that women don't respect themselves because of what they're doing, but you know, again, I don't need to be naked on the internet to prove to myself that I'm in tune with my sexuality. So here's the thing where, cause I'm a very live and let live person so to you like we're going to talk about art and pop culture and where this all comes in the fold what I'm getting at is where it comes where it becomes problematic for you is like okay if you want to like do that thing over there but here's where it's actually affecting society and you talk about like just to kind of like again wrap it up you talk about like men not being um they're not evolved sexually because they're looking at these videos and these it's like they're it's not allowing them to have the full experience in person or know how to navigate that you talk about young girls how that's detrimental and the abuse and porn there's so much abuse Mm -hmm. and porn that men see and then they think that that's what women want to be abused in the bedroom like um you know spitting on your face or whatever you know my problem with it because obviously like I was in playboy and my and something I'm so proud of my listeners know um And my whole thing with all of this, like I remember talking about it when Cardi B did WAP at the Grammys, is 
number one, like women do have such beauty that is unmatched and that will have any men and their dicks mesmerized. Like, let's just call that for what it is, yeah, right? The power of the feminine. The, yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, but my problem with, with what you're talking about and in the pop culture and social media level is to where if everything is like so over the top and so shameless, it leaves room for nothing to be. And that's where I talk about it being like us being so desensitized and everything being over sensationalized because like leave room. Like I like to think the the feature I did in Playboy bringing this ideas together of intelligence and beauty. Like you talk about your, your grandma's Playboy stash, like you see it and it has impact versus when it's all around you all the time, we're just desensitized. Nothing can be, nothing can be, exactly. Nothing can be risky or cutting edge or provocative or sexy when everything is over. Yeah. It's, it's sex has not become sacred. It's become, well, first of all, it's become even more transactional with OnlyFans. Um, I mean, I was on TikTok the other day, and they're even sexualizing yoga. Girls are doing these yoga poses with oh, this, Jesus. this small of they are. underwear. And I mean, it's very sexual, right? And they've got like five times more followers than I have. Um, and it's like... Sex sells. So, yeah. and But men, are a lot of men, especially weak men who are in their mom's basement and whatever. Um, we know who you are. The, the simps, you know, they're on, they're spending all their money on these women. And, you know, I mean, they're being, I want to say foolish, right? Like, I mean, they're not getting women. And, and what, what happens too with my friend who owns this uh, website is these men will, you know, they start to write in. Cause when you, I guess when you have an OnlyFans, you talk to your fans, and these men send really like grotesque emails and like, you know, they want to connect with you. And so they, a lot of these girls hire out, like I saw a TikTok the other day, this guy who his girlfriend has an OnlyFans and he does her pictures. They hire out somebody from Thailand for like a dollar a day or something to respond to all the grotesque emails. So she doesn't have to, and they travel the world with the money she makes. And, um, you know, and my friend says like, it really messes with your head because you're sending these pictures. A lot of it's pornographic. You're getting really, um, crazy messages back and, and it starts to like really Be toxic and destructive. Yeah. Well, cause you're, I mean, cause you're, I mean, can you imagine being, uh, like sending your naked pictures to all these men and they're sending you sexual emails back and you're, you feel like you're being assaulted virtually, essentially. A more perhaps innate and innocent side of that is a concept. I will talk about the idea of men just naturally objectifying women like it's just what they do like there's the there's the age-old saying like men think with their dicks right like that idea in a way that perhaps women won't like they're gonna look at a girl they're gonna see her boobs they're gonna see her butt I've even joked about you know even like the American pies right like the group of dudes like let's lose our virginity by our prom or whatever it is and that idea I feel like is something that is again an, an innate thing that can be harmless again there's a line but that has been so demonized now what are your thoughts on that yeah well just to go back to the objectification the more porn as i mentioned there is the more men start to look at women as objects and not humans so it's actually this only fans culture porn culture is doing more harm to women than good um but you know women we're here to bring beauty we are God's beautiful creatures, right? Like we're here to, um, 
make the world a more beautiful place. I agree. And like, I don't think I there's agree. anything wrong with appreciating yeah. a woman's beauty, Hell celebrating yeah. a woman's beauty. And like, you know, when I see beautiful women on Instagram or on TikTok, yeah. you know, like even for us, it's like alluring. You're like, Oh, it has like this effect. Yeah. Yeah. I always say like, eat your heart out. If there's no harm being done, like own that beauty and <coughs> you know, sorry, it's okay. And eat your heart out and let them eat cake. And if it's all in good fun, right. That idea. Yeah. So while you take your sip and while we wrap up, I know I teased this, but here are two mainstream examples that are going on right now as we speak. I know you're probably trying to decipher my like doctor hieroglyphic handwriting. It's like really unfortunate, but I don't know what that says about me and my archetype, but, um, okay. So you have Madonna who just came out making a little jest and she basically was like, you're welcome to the Miley's, the Kim Kardashians, the Cardi B's and your WAPs. You're welcome bitches because I'm the one who paved the way for this. And you know, I was scrutinized by every interviewer who tried to shame me for expressing myself and all this. And basically Cardi B and she, it was a mess. They went head to head um, and then they kissed and made up. Another example that's going on right now is Britney Spears, as we know, like gracing our feed presence with whatever is going on there. Like Britney and her emojis over her boobs. I know, I know. Yes, never forget. I learned every single one of her dances on VHS. I feel so sorry for her. It's it's something going on there, right? But she just posted a whole Instagram caption And people think it's aimed at Selena Gomez because Selena did a speech back in like 2016 saying, I don't need this for young women. Like, I don't need to see your bodies on Instagram. I'm not going to do that. I don't need that validation. Like, I want to see what's in here. And Brittany out of the blue, even though Selena was like doing the conga line in the limbo at her wedding, Brittany um, came out with this thing and was like, I just think it's hypocritical because and the reason people think it's Selena Gomez is because she specifically says like you're using your sexuality and shoots about ice cream and this and there's like a song with Selena Gomez about ice cream like a photo shoot with her like licking Mm -hmm. a lollipop and Britney points to those examples um and she's like it's just hypocritical like stop telling us what to do with our sexuality when you yourself do it and profit off it and all this right so it's interesting because we see like the clash of high profile women, like women on women with this idea. So just hearing all that and absorbing it and being someone who worked with the likes of JLo, who is 50 something and looks fire and is not shaking her ass for her health, like mesmerizing us. Um, your thoughts just on, on all of it, big picture on the whole. Um, so, you know, I think when I was younger, I, I definitely had some like sexy pictures and because you think as a young woman like that's kind of what you're supposed to do I don't know like I think in our age group like that's just kind of everybody does it so you're like okay like like, exploring my parents found my Facebook when I was like 12 and I was grounded for like ever let's just put it that way Uh. like or before Mark Zuckerberg like when it was you had to have a college ID it was like before then I jerry rigged my way into it and like there were some photos nothing crazy but like yes I was grounded for it but it's like a natural tendency for us to explore right yeah I I explored when I was younger but it never sat right in my soul so I I veered away from it personally but that's me like not everybody has that kind of reaction to doing it some women feel empowered by it and that's totally fine like I'm not saying Mm -hmm. anything about that but um I think to you know with Selena what she's saying is like you said sometimes women explore and then you change you know sometimes sure I mean we change we evolve and then we 
you know, have the, these born again moments where we believe something different and we realize, wow, I was really misled and I really regret what I did. And I want to show women and tell women, this is not the, the proper way, or this won't make you happy because it didn't make me happy. You know, I think it's okay to evolve and change your mind sure. about things. Uh, Madonna, you know, she definitely was one of the originals, but Betty Page, Marilyn Monroe, you know, the provocateur women from um, Bridget Bardot. Um, there's been so many women that have um, transformed the sexual revolution of women, Madonna being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't understand why... I mean, are we supposed to bow down to her every day for that? I don't know. (laughs) I guess my thing is like, who cares? Like, why does it have to be this thing of like, I showed you and I proved it to you and I did it so you could and you're a hypocrite and da da da. Like, it's like, can't we all just like, again, like live and let live as women? And like, if that girl wants to do what she wants to do over there and that girl wants, and, and all these bitches are ones who are using their sexuality anyway. So it's like, can't we all just like be? I want to say you know, from working in the entertainment business, a lot of these women are deeply, deeply insecure women. That's true. And they're not happy. And they're not a celebrity. Like nothing fills that eat. Like they're yeah. always having empty. And, and after right? working in the business and you see that mm-hmm. amongst, um, you know, people in the, in the industry, I'm not saying people I personally worked with, but just people that you meet that are famous and stuff. Um, they're not happy. They're very insecure people. And, um, I just, I, I don't aspire to be like them or to say that they're like the attention seeking, what I'm trying, like, I'm going to praise right. Madonna and I want to be like her. Cause you know, right. she's right. That's a good point. I mean, I think That's a good point. the point of life or not the point of life, but I think the goal in life is to become happy and everybody has a different um, modality of what happiness means for them. Yeah. Um, and I've seen how fame and getting all this attention can really, I mean, we're not humans are, it's not natural for us to get all of this attention from millions of people, all this stuff. Like it's hard for the human, human psyche. Um, and yeah, I I don't know where I was going with that, but that just kind of like, basically celebs are not your, should not be your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of them are not confident women and that's why they're all, you know, but I think the, you know, just the WAP thing at the Grammys was totally tasteless. I think it was totally wrong to have that on TV. Um, I'm just shocked actually, because it's, it's who are, who's watching that young people, young women, teenagers, and these teenagers, you know, you're rebellious when you're a teenager, right? And you're you're seeing your artists that you love doing this, and you're like, I want to be like her, right? Because they are the kind of puppets of society that mold culture. Well, it's sort of that thing again. It's like if you go so over the top, what's left? Like, remember back when, like, Janet was like, or even the Madonnas, like, remember the, the album cover with Janet Jackson where she's, like, this and topless and the guy's, like, holding her boobs? And, like, Sue, I think, like, even looking at it still, like – empowerment like love it and listen like I've said this before like I will listen to the WAP on to, to the WAP the, the holy WAP I will listen to WAP on the Stairmaster and have at it but it's like back then even the Janets and the Madonna's like a virgin right that was like so provocative and such a game changer and now that's child's play and that's my point is like if we keep going what's left well it's like the right? feminine mystique like you can be sexy that's a good point like you can be like sexy that. without Bearing I like that. All. I like that. Right. Without literally being like, here's my you, labia and my yeah, OBGYN you can be, you can, right up. Like. You can be suggestive. Like, 
you know, I think that there's art in the feminine figure and there's beauty in sure. it. And you can do a nude portrait that's like... That goes back centuries. Poetry. I mean, you know, yeah. I actually did a, a nude portrait. I did one nude portrait. It's I, empowering. I, right? I never thought I would do this, but I worked with a photographer, Andres Fernandez. He shot Fergie, Duchess Fergie, for her book. He shot oh. Victoria's Secret. He's shot so many people. And originally when I showed up, I was like, I'm not getting naked. Just that so was like know. me on the Playboy shoot. And then two hours <laughs> in, I was like, what robe? I, you can't get it near me because it was so empowering. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then he made me feel so comfortable. But yeah. they're black and white photos. They're suggested nude. Um, you can see my breasts in a couple of them. Um, and and they're so – and he always says, like, your photos are like poetry. They're so beautiful and, like, sensual. But, like, they're not erotic and, and like, they're not uh, – I don't know what the word is. But, yeah, I mean, after – you know, looking back at the photos, I'm like, wow, like, they're really beautiful. They're like pieces of art. And, like, yeah. when I get older, I'm going to look back and be like – wow, those are really gorgeous. That was me. I looked so feminine and like my curves and everything. Yeah. But like, I also didn't like throw them up on the internet. Sure. You know, think um, about like the Venus or like this goes back. And that's what I always try to advocate for women to tap into is that just unmatched female beauty and that power because there's just nothing like it, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Before we wrap quick, 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 hot take, I think going on also in pop culture right now is Giselle and Tom. Mm. Now, we all kind of – you don't have to be in the weeds to know this, people. But basically, it's coming down to who's toxic here. And I thought it played into your archetype thing because people are saying basically after a long marriage, kids, all this very successful, she wants him to stop – allegedly stop playing football. Um, He wants to keep playing. So people are saying, why is she being toxic? Let him play the sport. And then other people are like, no, she's a boss bitch because she's being assertive and standing up for what she wants. And then I see other people just being like, she's crazy. So again, how do you see it in like a hot take? I, who knows really what's going on. True. I mean, I of think course. there's way more to the story than just, she doesn't want him to play football. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I think that he has his purpose in life. It makes him happy. And if he feels like he's got four more, cause he can't do it forever. Right? Like he's only got a few more years left. I think she should just let him have the four years until, you know, cause he can't do it at a certain age. Mm-hmm. And if I were her, I would just let him do what brings him joy and, and fulfills him because he's going to be happier that way. I mean, I'm sure she probably feels a, maybe a, a burden because she's all the responsibilities on her, but I'm sure they have help and staff and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think there's more to the story than just like, she doesn't want him to go play football. Right. Cause I mean, she married this man knowing mm-hmm. what he does. Um, but I think that, and people say, oh, well, she quit her, her job for him. Well, we don't really know that. No, we don't you know. know? Yeah, like don't maybe know. she didn't want to do it anymore. I just think it's fascinating how people like pick apart, like as if they know, like as if yeah. we are their actual housekeeper, like we have no idea, but yeah, like again, picking apart, you know, is a woman toxic, this, that, or the other thing. Lastly for you, because you are an OG voice in female male archetypes perhaps you know what will make women fulfilled and happiest and all this I'm very curious for your take you know what I'm gonna say I'm very controversial who's been deemed like a misogynistic influencer Andrew Tate oh Andrew Tate's an entrepreneur archetype I'm curious for your thoughts. So if you guys don't know, he was on 2016 UK Big Brother. He has like really blown up. I've watched some of his stuff. I find, and listen, I have the backs of guys 
all the time. I think they get a bad rap. This dude, I'm just like, what? So here are some things in a nutshell that he said. He said, um, I actually watched this clip literally this morning, like ripping, white knuckling my coffee. But he said, women should just like sit home, have kids, make coffee, shut up, be done with it. And he said things like, you know, we need to get, I want to get a woman who's like 19, young and fresh. So I can like, you know, properly like not groom her, her, but like right before she's had too many dicks. Um, What else? Women are property, can't drive. They should take some responsibility for rape. This was in the whole Me Too thing. So he's been, this guy's been kicked off. And listen, I'm not a fan of censoring. That's the point of my show. It's like, come at it. Um, I think we should be able to see and discern and decide for ourselves and have the discourse. But this guy's been kicked off of like every platform you could ever name, like literally even MySpace, if that's a thing. So with that being said, your, um, your thoughts as a female, a prominent uh, female voice in this dialogue. Yeah. So, you know, Andrew Tate also had a video out where he was saying he was going to become Muslim so he could stone a woman if she cheated. And people said it was satire that he was joking, but he, a video surfaced a couple days ago that he transformed, he was confirmed to being Muslim now. So I guess he's now a born again Muslim, which is interesting. Okay. Um, and anyway, so, um, <laughs> so there's that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think all the things that you say are like crazy. I mean, and he's planting all these seeds in women's and men's minds, I, I should say, yeah. of like, you know, I get why men want a young woman because, and I talked to a male client about this the other day. He's like, I like women who are 27 to 32 because the older women get, the more argumentative they are, the more difficult they are. Uh, they have more trauma and more baggage and more this. And when you're 19, you're like, you're so wide-eyed and doe-eyed and naive there's also biological like it's a whole other ball of wax but like even yeah. biological reasons why women go older men go younger that's a whole other yeah, thing yeah well like that procreation goes back yeah, yeah but exactly. also um you know he says a, a point in one of those videos that men want to be the portal to the world like i can show you the world they don't want a woman that's already been shown the world by five different men and have been in like five lamborghinis and then and actually had a client who her boyfriend had flown her private and went to the top nines for her, all this stuff. But she'd have this with other men too. And he got exhausted. And he's like, you know what? I've never done this for any other woman. I thought you'd be, be like attracted to this, but to you it's just another day. And he didn't feel like a man and he broke up with her because he felt like right. she didn't appreciate it. So like there's, you know, th- things like that. Like, um, I don't know if that really answers your question, but. Well, I think you know, I find it when you talk about like, porn and objectification of women where it crosses a line and becomes problematic of how women, uh, men look at women in day-to-day life. And I was reading yeah. a piece before this about how women talk about after I subscribed to his stuff, I noticed my guy treating me differently with more disrespect mm. and taking on this, this mindset. And that to me, again, is where I find my own inner dialogue at odds because I don't want things to be censored. So does this come down to men being raised as good men to discern like that's trash. I'm not going to listen to that versus let it affect them. Well, he's like, you know, shut up, bitch. You know, like that's how he talks. Like, you know, the thing about Andrew Tate is he's like raw masculinity with no wisdom, you know, caveman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Neanderthal. So, you know? Neanderthal. Like, literally knuckles rubbing against the ground. It's fine. So, yeah, baby small dick energy. But anyhow, baby, and baby dick energy. What's interesting about him is, um, I believe his dad cheated on his mom. Well, that's what makes me think, like, yeah. who hurt you? Yeah, I think, he, I think he was rejected. Right? 
a lot as a young man. I think he's got a lot of wounding. I think he, he's, um, and it's so interesting it's too, so because, obvious. because I'll see men in my comment section that are like, Oh, well, you women want high value men, but they can exercise options. So you're going to get cheated on. <laughs> so now all these like bitter men who like don't have money or status are like now taunting, like so indulged by this. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. if, if a woman, let's say she has a man who's like spoiling her and she's showing like, Oh, look what my boyfriend did for me. They'll be like, Oh, we'll just wait 10 years and he'll find another model of you because when women age, they lose their value. Like Andrew so Tate bitter. says after you're so 30, bitter. Like, you're not going to have any more. I've never heard men talk like this ever no until Andrew Tate came along that's what's so interesting and again it to me it comes down to like the dudes in my life that I keep around romantically and as friends and business wise they ain't talking like that so it, it makes me think like is it how you're raised is it the environment you're in to be able to discern like that straight trash and bye-bye like I'm not even gonna entertain that like that dude's a weak little baby dick loser right like yeah. that idea yeah um that it comes down to perhaps yeah. I mean I think he definitely there's something about the way he was raised he doesn't even like his sister I think he like it, kind of it, shoves her to the side too like I, I don't know I, I literally sweetheart who hurt you that was like the yeah, first thing like, I was thinking but he's like you know best bros from his brother I mean I don't know like he says he loves and respects his mom who who really knows but you know he had a harem of like 70 women at one point and what was interesting was he had another video that came out that was like oh having way too many women was so complicated like stick to two you know oh, but he made God. a comment saying like well if you have more women the better because if one of them messes up, she'll know that she's getting the couch. So they'll all be on their best behavior. I really can't. So they Listen, can like have your harem fantasies, but this is where again it crosses the line. Like no <laughs> self-respecting man. It's just like, they're going to be like, what? No. And this is what bothers like, me too. Cause he's, he's perpetuated this idea that, you know, women want to be the Chris Browns of the world and the Nick Cannons and the men that have all these Tristan Thompson's. A certain 20 babies. Yeah, a certain around. type of, and they're saying, oh, if a man's high value and if a woman has a lot of, if, if a man is high value and has a high body count, women don't care. But men don't want a woman with a high body count. So he basically says that, like, we're just supposed to accept that men sleep around with everybody. But it's a double standard because if we do the same thing, we're low right. value women. Right, right. Um, and um, I was going somewhere with that. Well, about how um, we got some people in here on the yeah. on the combo who were like, "What is actually happening in this quarter?" Um, of the room? But oh my god, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, so he says that men who are high value are always going to exercise options. They're always going to cheat on these things. I have like men in my family worth millions. Like two of my uncles started huge like companies. You would know what they were if I told you. And they like love their wives, th- wife. There's one. They love their wife, cherish them, have such integrity and morals, and like they're good men. Like one of the men in my family, like he just, you know, he vacations on his farm. He likes his alone right. time. He's on the board of some Ivy League school and he'll go visit and just, and my, uh, his wife follow, uh, travels with him everywhere. And they're just good men. I right. mean, they're worth millions. They could get women, but they just don't. And the thing is, like, right, I can appreciate, like, while we wrap this up, like, I can appreciate a bro being a bro. Again, the American Pies, the guys making a bet about losing their virginity on prom. Like, sure, have at it. Like, but this is where it becomes you know, like I said, this is where it becomes, like, a problem. Well, men's testosterone is at an all-time high when they're young. Right. And also underneath something that I've acknowledged, even talking about like entourage, like all these things of 
this is like a whole other ball of wax and maybe we'll put a pin in it for, for next time and do a little cliffhanger. But the idea like underneath of what he's get, getting at in his Neanderthal speak of men being more um, driven sexually perhaps than women are. This is like another reality I've talked about that the mainstream like woke culture is like, <gasps> but I think that there's truth in that, right? But again, the way that he conveys these ideas is like absolutely like foul. His... A delivery. Exactly. Very abusive. Exactly. Yeah. So Alexi Turner, what a time. We really, this, this fire, the fireplace is shook. Like even the fireplace back here, it was, was not even ready for the Stevie combo. Last thing for you. What is, like we have the Empress Collective herself. What is your most cancelable view about men and women? Or about women, or about men, just something you believe, and you're like, too bad. It's my view. Oh God, <laughs> have at it. It's your time to shine. It's your platform, oh, girl. Um, I did a video that had millions of views, and I was basically saying how how men actually have it worse in society because men are more likely to be homeless. There's less mental help for men. There's less shelters for men. There's like shelters for women and kids everywhere, none for men. Um, the straight white male is blamed for everything, right? There, but there's so many stories of like how, like this one lady had, um, accused this man of rape. He lost his, I forget his name, but I had it in the video. He lost his football contract, went to jail, canceled his dreams taken from him. She lied about it. Yeah. He, he had I've to pay her like $2 million, like right? Yeah. And like, yeah. and so I, I did this video about how there, uh, men have a lot of, um, issues that they face in society that we just want well, it doesn't matter because they're men and they don't matter you know so I think cancelable that's cancelable take I think that's my <laughs> cancelable <laughs> take from the li- I've said the same thing so you're you're okay. good it's me you with the fireplace we got this um the lady in red the brains the bodacious gorgeous boobies and curves Alexi Turner Thank you. Thank you, Barbie. Ah, Barbie Taylor. This is so fun. Barbie turned Nashville. Girl, I had to do the Barbie to play up because I love being a woman. Like, hear me. Well, I love it. So I had to play up the Barbie feminine energy to be in your presence. You do well, girl. Ah, thank you. I mean, come on. Look who I'm next to. Jeez, can you blame me? Thank you, my love. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you so much.